0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 24th. Today we begin a brand new Come Follow Me block and we're going to be studying the book of Galatians. Now, Galatians isn't super long, it's only six chapters, but there is a lot crammed in here. The interesting thing about the book of Galatians is that it's almost like we're stepping in in the middle of something that's already going, meaning... Clearly, a lot has happened before Paul begins to write this letter. He kind of begins Galatians just right in the middle of some drama and things that are already happening. And so that kind of presents a challenge is it leaves us to kind of question what was going on here that's causing Paul to write to the Galatians and to write these specific things. Now, because of context clues, we get some idea of what was going on here among the Galatians at this time. The other interesting thing about Galatians is that it is perhaps the earliest epistle that we have. It's kind of a toss-up sometimes, whether it was Galatians or Romans that was written first, but they could have even been being written about the same time. It's estimated that the book of Galatians was written sometime chronologically around the same time as Acts chapters 13, 14, maybe 15 or 16. There's a lot of debate in the scholar world about when exactly this was written or if it was written before or after Romans, but the exact timeline doesn't matter. And whether it was written before or after Romans doesn't exactly matter either. The interesting thing about this book is that it's clear that what was on Paul's mind as he wrote Galatians is similar to what was on his mind when he wrote Romans. We see some similar warnings. We see some similar doctrines taught. He's going to talk a lot about being saved by grace versus works, meaning he's talking about the law and kind of trying to help them discover what the purpose of the law is at this point, whether they're saved by faith in Jesus Christ or the works of the law. I think that that's important to understand because when Paul in the New Testament talks about works, it's really important to keep context that he's speaking specifically about the law of Moses. So there are some people that read into the New Testament and say, oh, well, it talks about faith and being saved by faith and things like this. Well, yes, that's true. We are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. That's absolutely fact. But when people see that and read it as in, oh, it doesn't matter what we do because we're saved by faith, that's not exactly correct. That's not exactly in context. Because when Paul is talking about works, he's specifically talking about the law of Moses. He's not talking about commandments or obedience in general. He's talking about the law of Moses. So that's something that we're going to see a lot about here in Galatians, kind of the difference between the yoke of the law or the freedom that comes from faith in Jesus Christ. Now, similar to 2 Corinthians, we're going to see that there have been false teachers, false preachers who have come through Galatia teaching and trying to pervert the gospel, as Paul says it in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Now, what's interesting is that it would seem, based on what we see here in Galatians, that there is a group of Jewish Christians, meaning Christians who converted from Judaism, who are really struggling with letting go of the law of Moses. Oftentimes, biblical scholars refer to these people as Judaizers. So they were teaching the Gentile Christians, meaning people who converted to Christianity from being Gentiles, they were teaching false doctrine, specifically relating to the law of Moses. Remember, they had the Jerusalem conference in Acts chapter 15, where they kind of sorted out how they were going to live the law of Moses from here on out. And what's interesting is that these Judaizers or these Jewish Christians seem to be teaching the Gentile Christians a lot of false doctrine, specifically relating to the law of Moses. They were teaching that they had to be circumcised, that they had to observe ritual requirements and sacrifices and things like that under the law of Moses in order to be saved. Now, We understand this, and it's easy looking back on it to understand that this is completely false. We are saved in and through Jesus Christ and in him alone. But these Jewish Christians, these Judaizers, were teaching that salvation still came through the law of Moses. Now, please keep in mind, there were a lot of things with the law of Moses that weren't necessarily wrong to continue to live. It was fine if they chose To eat according to the law of Moses. That's not a big deal. If they chose to circumcise, that was fine. It's not a big deal. The issue arose that they took their eye off of Jesus Christ and that that law was supposed to point them to Jesus Christ. The issue became they felt that they were saved by those acts that they were doing rather than realizing that those acts were supposed to be drawing them closer to the Savior so that they could see that salvation came through him. And that's where this false teaching became extremely problematic. Because truly, if you've got these Jewish Christians who believe that salvation came from the law, then really, what's the difference between them and some of the Jews in Jerusalem who believed that salvation came by the law and thought that Jesus was a good guy who taught good things and maybe even a prophet, right? Christianity means that they had accepted Christ as their savior and recognized that salvation came through him. And in so doing, it was important that they needed to let go of the idea that salvation came through the law. Again, not that there was anything necessarily wrong with some of those acts in the law. It's just doing those acts, believing that they lead to salvation, takes their eye off of Jesus Christ, the source of true salvation. I hope that makes sense. So with that purpose in mind and with that historical background in mind, pay attention to the themes of the book of Galatians. Paul is going to defend himself against accusations that came from these false teachers, these Jewish Christians who preached the law. Second, he's going to be teaching everyone the Jews, the Gentiles, the Jewish Christians, the Gentile Christians he's going to teach them all that we are all saved by the atonement of Jesus Christ through faith in Christ. We're going to see a repetition of that theme of Faith versus works. But again, keep in mind, works means specifically the law of Moses, not necessarily obedience as we sometimes interpret it. He's going to clarify the law of Moses in God's plan, what its purpose was and where it falls with everything that God teaches. He's going to teach about the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant that comes through Christ. And then finally, he's going to call upon the saints to live by the Spirit, and we're going to get some really neat teachings about the Spirit in the book of Galatians. So with that being said and understood, let's jump into the book of Galatians chapter 1. I absolutely love verse 4 and 5. Verse 4 and 5 say, Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. What I love about these verses is the purpose that it talks about the Savior having. It says that the Savior gave himself for our sins, and then it uses the word that. If you've been listening for a while, you know I love the word that because it tells us why something happened. He gave himself for our sins so that he might deliver us from this present evil world. My friends, Jesus Christ is the great deliverer. That is who he is. That is who he has always been. If you pay attention in the scriptures, you will be hard pressed to find a story that isn't about the Lord delivering someone from something. The reason is that story, that deliverance is repeated over and over and over again so that we get it in our minds, so that we understand firmly That Jesus Christ delivers us, that he always has been a God of deliverance, and that today he continues to be a God of deliverance, and that in him and through him and because of him, we can be delivered from the evil world today. We can be delivered from the temptations and difficulties from our sins and sorrows today. Elder Budge taught, I testify that as we commend ourselves unto the Lord and consistently and resiliently trust in Jesus Christ and his divine purposes in our lives, he will visit us with assurances, speak peace to our souls, and cause us to hope for our deliverance in him. My friends, I testify that the Savior is a God of deliverance. That is who he has always been, and that is who he continues to be for us in our present evil world. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hanson.